Hi friends, Robin here, and I have got a game changer for you. Maybe you're like me and you're feeling the winter blues right now. Well, let me tell you about my recent game-changing experience with Linen. I decided to shake off the cold and give my bedroom a complete makeover. How, you ask? Well, with a spring bedding reset, thanks to Linen. So trust me, okay, transforming my room from chilly to cheerful, it was completely simple. All I did was I treated myself to a new Linen duvet and talk about a mood boost. It's like a color refresh for my entire bedroom space. I had no idea that changing linens could make such a big difference. So let's talk about Linen's magic touch, okay? From luxe sateen to classic pre-kale, there is a sheet weave for every type of sleeper. And can we talk about their award-winning sheets made with long staple cotton? I'm talking about saying goodbye to restless nights. And the best part is that Brooklinen's new sheet patterns are inspired by the colors of nature. And, and you know what? That makes it a breeze to just bring vibrant energy of spring right into your bedroom. So whether you're starting fresh or you're spicing up your current setup, Brooklinen's customizable bed and bath bundles, they've got you covered. Plus, you are going to save up to 25% when you bundled. Yeah, you heard that right. So let's kick off the spring refresh together. Visit brooklinen.com, that's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, and you're going to use the code DEARHEADSPACE for $20 off your order of $100 or more. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Use promo code DEARHEADSPACE for $20 off. Your bedroom's going to thank you, and so will your mood. Happy sleeping, folks. Headspace Studios is supported by Factor. Y'all, eating better is so much easier with Factor. These ready-to-eat meals are fresh, never frozen, chef-made, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. And they've got something for everyone, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to really make it your own. It's easy. They're delicious. I recommend it. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. So head to factormeals.com headspace50 and use code headspace50 to get 50% off. That's code headspace50 at factormeals.com slash Headspace 50 to get 50% off. Headspace Studios. You know, there's a, there's a saying that, that I used to teach in my MBSR class. As long as you are breathing, there is more right with you than there is wrong. Have you ever wished you had a wise meditation teacher on speed dial? Someone you can call after a long day. Someone you could lean on for their advice. Someone to listen and help you to see things differently. Welcome to Dear Headspace. Hi, people. Welcome to Dear Headspace, a podcast where I sit down with a Headspace meditation teacher and we answer your questions. I'm Robin Hopkins, and today I am so, so excited to be sitting here 
virtually speaking, of course, with Kesanga. Hello, friend. <laughs> How you doing, Robin? I am so thrilled to be here once again, sitting across from you, virtually. You know, speaking of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm, I'm doing um, I'm doing really well. I hope you're doing the same. You know, things have been going well since we spoke last. And this is 2023, February, and it is actually Black History Month. Oh, yes, it is. Well, for myself, you know, Black History Month is is pretty much every day. <laughs> <laughs> but here here in, in the U.S., we, we designate this, this one month <laughs> to acknowledge Black history. But um, it comes on the heels of Kwanzaa, which I celebrate yeah. in December. And with, with Kwanzaa, we have these seven principles. Um, and it's all about really uplifting and strengthening, if you will, our Black community. And so it kind of goes hand in hand. What I get from Black History Month is really just um, intentionally acknowledging those that have come before me, like literally our history, and really like just soaking up the the resilience. And that's what it's really all about for me. Yeah. For me, it's really all about highlighting that that resilience that my people have endured and, and exhibited, and that still courses through our veins. It kind of ties hand in hand with with mindfulness for me. You know, mindfulness is not something you have to go out and find. Yeah. It's not something that you have to seek out. It resides within you, just as the resilience of my people reside within me. So yeah, so it's just about really allowing yourself to to settle in and do do some introspection, if you will, and know that it's there. Oh, that's beautiful. So with that being said, happy Black History Month to everyone out there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now it is time for us to switch gears a little bit, and we're going to jump into some listener Indeed. questions, shall we? Yes, let's do it. Today, we are going to be talking about how to handle burnout and persistent anger, dealing with being broke early in your career, and how to handle relationships with folks who are prejudiced. So let's kick things off with our first question. Hi, dear Headspace. I'm Bria. I live in England. I had a question for you about relationships and prejudice. I've been in a couple of situations where I didn't like the behavior of the person across and I've cut ties, I avoid them at any cost. Please, can you advise how we can deal with situations like this? So there was a little more to Rhea's recording that there was a tech issue. So, But what Rhea said at the end of her question was, and also how can we deal with this with mindfulness? For sure. I mean, what, what are your thoughts? What are your initial thoughts on this, uh, Kesanga? Well, what, I, what, I, what I'm hearing is that she's, she's dealing with uh, relationships and her these relationships that she's had, these people are prejudiced mm. and they exhibit their prejudice. Yeah. And it sounds like they exhibit it in, in harmful ways. Yeah. And so her response was to just kind of cut ties. And I mean, if that's what Rhea needs to do, then kudos to Rhea for recognizing that. Yeah. And, you know, taking that courageous stance. So that's definitely one approach to take. Um, what I'm curious about is if Rhea has ever confronted her friends about yeah. the prejudice. You know, what would it be like, Rhea, to confront your friends about this prejudice behavior? Because often, because if you're just cutting them, you know, just cutting ties with them and avoiding them, then 
that's almost like giving permission for them to continue with that behavior versus being in the presence of them when they're exhibiting this prejudiced behavior and right there on the spot saying something about it, you know, checking them on it. You know, because if they're exhibiting this this behavior, oftentimes we give um, leniency to our friends. Yeah. And, and we allow that bad behavior to continue because they're our loved ones or they're our friends, you know. And maybe you don't know what to do when it's somebody who's close to you because you're like, am I right, am exactly. I throwing the am I throwing the friendship away or am I not going to speak to right. a loved one? Like it's it's a really hard position. It is a, it is a very difficult position. But it is also a, a very, it's an excellent opportunity because that silence is, dare I say, just as harmful. That's really, that's a really interesting point. Yeah, yeah, that silence. I mean, can you imagine being in, being with your friend that's saying homophobic things or saying racist things and you feel it, you, yeah. you feel yeah. that ping or that, that disgust, but you don't say anything. Right. So now that friend is taking your silence as okay, it's okay that I'm that I'm I'm racist. It's okay that I'm homophobic. It's okay that I'm you know. Or maybe they even there could be true ignorance there about some of the things they're saying that they it's a nuanced word or 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 phrase or something that they it's not been brought to their attention that you should not right. in this day and age be saying that thing, which it's hard to believe, but I still <laughs> no 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 it's not it's not hard to believe. I have family members that are still that that still say some things. That are that are hella cringe. Yeah, well, I do too. And yeah, and it's like right there on the spot. I don't let it slide. I'm like, okay, are you are you really still saying that today? That right there is an opportunity for for like you said for education, yeah. or it's just an opportunity to check that person and be like, you know what? I'm not gonna let you get away with that behavior. I'm not gonna let you get away with that dangerous and disgusting behavior. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a a sliding scale for this? Like if it's your 95-year-old grandmother who's, you know, was raised in a different era and is never going to change, do you feel like that's, we can let that go and not say anything? Or is, like, are you straight up coming from the camp of education is always the route to take? Education is always the route to take. Yep. I don't, I, and that's, and again, that's just me personally. I don't care if you're 10 or 95. Yeah. Because there's just too much ugly history to let that kind of behavior slide. Yeah. I feel like I struggle when it's people who I've said something to them, like, hey, man, please don't do that. And then they mm. kind of continue, and you have to, for whatever reason, continue to be in their life or around them. And that's when I struggle. It's like I, like I may walk away or I may choose that path, right. but it's like I do think there are some people who aren't interested in being educated. Yeah, that just being totally, totally moronic and just, you know, stuck in their in their ignorant ways, yeah, if yeah. you will. And it sounds like that's where Rhea might be. Yeah. And that's why she decided to just avoid and cut ties. And so like I think the the question is, okay, so she also asked, how does mindfulness play into yeah, play? Yeah, so just gonna say how, that. How does yes. mindfulness come into play? Right. So no matter what approach you take whether you take Rhea's approach here of cutting ties and avoiding the person or even confronting that person, you know, time and time again, if it takes that, it's going to take courage, right? It's going to take courage. So mindfulness is all about awareness, right? Present moment awareness without judgment. And, that, and that's, that's why I, I really, really feel that 
mindfulness instills this courage, instills this resiliency. Yeah. So when you're sitting in meditation and you're sitting with uh, um, these feelings, right, that's an opportunity for you to learn how to process. So what you're doing, what the practice allows you to do is to change your relationship with difficult feelings, with strong emotions, yeah. right? So this feeling of fear, that's, that's essentially that's what it is. You're, you're, it's fear, right? It's a fear of what may happen. It's a fear of not being liked. It's a fear, whatever it is. So with your practice, your practice will teach you and instill in you that fortitude. So it's not about getting rid of that fear, yeah. right? Because you know, there's nothing wrong with feeling that fear, but it's changing your relationship with that fear. So now that when that fear comes, you're able to recognize it, acknowledge it, create some space with it, gently let it go, and then move forward in a wise, in a wise way, a wise and skillful way, if you will. Yeah, because like when I, if I'm not grounded, so like I'm not in a mindful headspace, and I go into one of those situations where I know I'm going to cross somebody who's going to say some 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 stuff they shouldn't be saying, I'm going to be really anxious the entire time versus making no assumptions that it's going to happen. And then when it does happen, making the right choice for me about how I want to handle it. Absolutely. And it will also prepare you for those moments where it catches you off guard. Right. I mean, that's how I started off on my mindful journey when I went into this diner and I was, I was called the N word. No. Yeah. I was called the N word and I completely, you know, this is, this is before my mindfulness days. Yeah. And I completely trashed the diner because I was called the N-word. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not one of my proudest moments. Well, Robin. I don't mean it. I but. didn't know. It's, it's, I say that like that. One, because you are the calmest. Like your your presence is so just you. I mean, and I think all of our listeners, you know, get a sense of you. So it's it's hard to see, you know, that that person. Although, but anyone's <laughs> capable of that if they're pushed. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, obviously that was not a skillful and wise <laughs> reaction. <laughs> right. But I, I can say years later, you know, now if I'm facing that kind of situation, it wouldn't even phase me. I'd yeah. be like, OK, yeah, you know, this is a ignoramus and all right, let me just fall back and you know, I'll be able to respond in a much more skillful way. Wow. That's that's a really um a big shout out for mindfulness work right there because you can have that one path for your whole life or you can hopefully shift over to this path where it doesn't because I mean I have to imagine after the diner incident your next day your next two days your next week was like ruined well it wasn't, it wasn't ruined it was it was definitely I, I, I was activated and actually that's when <laughs> a couple of weeks later that's when my wife came and just handed me the book that kind of, you know, changed changed my trajectory. Oh, that's interesting. What 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 book was that? Um, Full Catastrophe Living by John Kabat-Zinn. So that book was like the catalyst for this whole change in direction for you. Right. Exactly. My wife saw where where I was at. You know, my wife saw wow. You know, Kesunga is carrying yeah this this chip on his shoulder yeah. And that was the that, that was the catalyst, I believe. What's beautiful about it to me is out of a bad situation, a horrible thing that someone did, an entire new life or new direction for your life came because you were willing yeah. to say, I don't want that for myself. I want to do this. 
Right. And out of that muddy situation blossomed the lotus. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this flower across from me. A dainty little flower. <laughs> that is just absolutely beautiful. And I have to tell you, just not at all where I thought we were going with this question. And it's one of my favorite things about Dear Headspace is like that these moments come up and it's like, whoa, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. This is, this is you know, it's life, right? Yeah. You know? Well, and I like what you're saying to, to Rhea is not like you must do this, you must do that. You're saying set your boundaries, go after, like handle this the way that you feel, but do the mindfulness work because that's going to help you in these situations. And that's fantastic advice. Absolutely. And, and, and the gentle invitation to, um, if you haven't already, see what it, see what it feels like to, to confront your, your prejudiced friends. Wow. Very powerful. All right. Well, thank you so much, Rhea, for your question. Um, and absolutely, we're going to head on to question number two. Very professional. I'm, uh, I am currently unemployed because of a severe burnout. First of all, I, I want to reassure you I am getting some medical help and I'm also doing short meditation sessions on a daily basis. Um, however, I feel like I'm under a constant storm of emotions, uh, mostly anger, sadness related to um, my situation. Any tips on how to handle this? Thank you. I mean, mm. I feel a little bit like that question could have been me asking you this, Kesanga. Um <laughs> I mean, I, wow. I'm a little prone to the anger outburst, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing what you have to say here on this. So first, I just want to say kudos to her for, for seeking out the, the medical help that she needs. I also heard her say, that she has a daily meditation yeah. practice. So double kudos to her. You know, and now she's, I heard her say she's dealing with very strong emotions in regards to her situation. Mm -hmm. Anger, right? Anger and sadness. So first I, I would just say with, with her consistent practice, remembering, as I stated before, there's not a right or wrong practice. And it's not an immediate shift. It's going to take some time. You didn't learn how to ride a bicycle in one day. Yeah. So it's you know it's going to take some time. Stick with it. And you're, you're and you're trained in this field specifically, um, in psychology. Mm -hmm. And I have a question for you around like what you're saying about this the shift. Don't you think? At least I find this true for myself. Sometimes like when I go mm -hmm. into a problem, things get messier, and I get a little more angry before I get to a resolution because all the feelings that I've maybe either been avoiding or walking around or not not even aware that they were in there start surfacing. Do you think that that yeah. could be something that's going on for our listener? Quite possible, because that's, that's a very common occurrence, Robin. You're absolutely right. That's a very common occurrence. It gets really ugly before it gets better. And what she's feeling as far as this anger and sadness in response to what she's experienced is completely normal. So I, I would tell her, you know, be gentle with yourself. You know, this is not some outlandish behavioral pattern that you're exhibiting this is this is normal yeah you're 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 hella angry you're sad that you experience burnout and that you're unemployed and you're upset yeah so allow yourself to be upset the question now comes to what steps can you take to process or to navigate this path or this experience you know so when i get into a space of of feeling upset or angry or sad any strong emotion, really. Yeah. I, I kind of like to do what I call like a mindful um, reflection meditation. 
So this could be a meditation that she incorporates into her practice where she allows herself to mindfully reflect on what were the occurrences Mm -hmm. that led up to her getting burned out. So this is what I mean by mindful reflection. Remembering that meditation is not just about, you know, when you're feeling angry or upset to go and sit and meditate. It's also about prevention. Sure. A, A consistent practice can help prevent things like burnout. So she's already experienced burnout. So now let me do a mindful reflection meditation where I'm able to process and really look to see what events led up to my burnout. That's interesting. If she doesn't allow herself to reflect and to learn from her past actions, then what's going to happen? She's going to end up right back where she was. She's going to repeat it. She's going to repeat herself, right? Do you almost feel like there needs to be some triaging of the anger first before you can get to the reflection? Or do you think all those things can happen at the same time? Hopefully she she hears this and she'll be able to gauge where where she's at in in her journey. I love that you mentioned therapy because now that she has this time, she can allow herself to, you know, maybe see a therapist if that's something that's that's feasible for her. And so she can process, you know, the the, the whole experience that that she that she had as far as burnout is concerned. I think. We also haven't said to our listener that they should really be like patting themselves on the back or celebrating themselves. I mean, you did say kudos, but like really, I think it's important to appreciate all the work that you've done, especially when you're in the middle of it and it's messy, to just regularly be like, I'm doing the right things and trusting that it's going to help. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and again, I just want to reiterate, nothing wrong with experiencing the emotions that you're feeling right now. You know, stepping into that space of acceptance, recognizing if you're if you're if you are adding any resistance mm-hmm. to these emotions that you're feeling, and maybe shifting you know shifting into a space of non-judging, non-resistance. Yeah. So there's a, there's also an acronym that we use called STOP, S T O P, and you can also incorporate that into your meditation. The S stands for just literally stopping. Yep. Pausing. The T is taking that breath. Um, the O is observing, you know, observing what's present for you physically, emotionally, mentally, sitting with it. And then the P is proceeding in a, in a wise and skillful way. Again, uh, having that consistent practice that you already have is, I mean, it's, it's everything right now. And so just really stepping into it and, and using it for your benefit during this time. Fantastic advice. Fantastic advice. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. All right. So let's go to our third question from Maeve. Here we go. Hi, Headspace team. My name is Maeve. Um, I'm a recent college grad, and while I'm very happy with my career choice, it doesn't pay too well when you're starting out. Um, So I was wondering how I can use mindfulness to cope with the financial instability of young adulthood and the stress that comes with it. Yeah, young adulthood. Maeve, that's a wonderful question. So Maeve, so 
right right off tops i i'm i'm curious as to why this period of your time is stressful the reason why i ask that is because i'm actually curious if you are allowing yourself to accept where you are at right now in your life mm-hmm. or are you in a space of creating stories of where you would like to be mm. and basing your behavior and your reactions on that? So oftentimes that's what we do just as human beings. We go through life reacting and behaving as we want things to be versus as they are. Yeah. Kesanga, I want you to give an example from your life from this time period of what it would look like if you were making up stories, just so we could take it into the real life versus the theoretical. Sure. So let me let me take it back because my, my life is is my early twenties were very different than most, only because I got married straight out of college. Oh, yeah, I got married at twenty two, but yet and still, I, even when I was married, for me, I had a machismo thing, right? <laughs> I'm married. I'm a married man. I have a wife. I got to take care of her. I'm supposed to. Exactly. I'm bringing home the right, bacon. Right. Exactly. My lady doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So there were things that I wanted to provide. I thought we'll get married and we were going to be taking vacations every summer. Yeah. Because that's what I'm married people school. do. Right. Yeah. That's what married people do. Right. I was in grad school. That wasn't happening. Yeah. You know, so there there was some, I don't say some, there was a lot of stress involved because this picture that I had in my head yeah. of what marriage is supposed to be, it wasn't happening right away because I got married at a young age. So instead of you accepting that and re- and relaxing into what your life really was, it was harder because you're, you were, well, I want to be over there. Yeah, I, w- I want to be over there. I, I had all these stories in my head that I was creating. And so there was just a lot of resistance that I was creating. Yeah. Versus just accepting, okay, right now I'm in grad school. And the thing is, what made it worse, and this is, I don't know if you're dealing with this, Maeve. So I, I, I went the, the science acupuncture route. Yeah. But I had friends that went the business route. Oh, and they're making some money. So they were making money. They were on Wall Street. They were making, they, were, had, they had that lifestyle where they were, it was on and popping, right? Kesanga, yo, you want to go? You want to go such and such place? I, I, I want, want to say to. yes, <laughs> right? But I do not I have credit for that. But I can't, right? And so that was hard, also having to accept that. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta stay still. Yeah. And so, what, what, what helps in those type of situations, Maeve, is to step into a space of intentional gratitude. Yeah. Right. So we call it like the attitude of gratitude, right? So there's always, always something to be grateful for. You know, there's a, there's a saying that, that I used to teach in my MBSR class. As long as you are breathing, there is more right with you than there is wrong. Mm, ain't that the truth? Right. And so the, basically it just means there's always something that you can focus on to be grateful for. Yeah. And so during this time, your early 20s, when you might not be able to afford everything that you might want to do, there's always something that you can be grateful for. I mean, I heard you say that you just finished college. Yeah. 
that in and of itself is a huge accomplishment. You know, congratulations for that, Maeve. And so just just really purposefully looking for those. It doesn't have to be anything that's grand, like graduating college. Yeah. It could be something small. Like, I mean, I, I do not take this for granted. Waking up every day. Yeah. I'm so fascinated by this because I, I've never really thought of this. And it's funny because in, in comparison to your, you know, machismo period where you know you you want you want the, <laughs> the the trip to the dr every every year at the club med <laughs> you know i my early 20s just out of college i was so thankful because i loved my friends so much like the friend group that i had built in college because my home life was just a hot mess like when i went away to college i built i made my chosen family and i was so happy to be with them and we were all in the same boat and we were all broke yeah. ass you know like make making dinner <laughs> at home because we couldn't afford to eat out you know and and going to divey places because that's what we could afford you know getting a six pack mm -hmm. at the house before going out cuz we couldn't afford to even drink in the bar. It was like, you know, we were like all those things that we did that sound like these horrible sacrifices. I was so grateful to be with the people mm. that I loved that it never occurred to me that any of it was bad right. and, you know, or hard, or I wouldn't have wanted to done it any other way. But like conversely, right now, I definitely am in a space of like wanting my career to be in a certain place and always wanting more. And then I'm wanting something that I don't have versus looking around and being grateful. So yeah. I just think this is a profound thing you're talking about right now. No, absolutely. And, and check out what you said, Robin. Oh God, what'd I do? You know, wanting <laughs> wanting more in your, in, your, in a career, yeah. right? Maeve specifically said that she is thrilled about her career choice. Yeah. Do you understand that's like half the battle yes. in your early 20s? Yes. So Maeve, please, please do not take for granted that you know this this career that you are pleased with yeah that is huge so even if you build your gratitude from there you know uh, allow yourself to really um seek out those those things that that you can really focus on that you that you're grateful for so if we take off our parenting hats for a second kisanga which is almost impossible mm -hmm. to do but if we do what other <laughs> um mindful like if you're moving into the mindful, like you're talking about gratitude as a tool, but are there other mindful um, tools that would be helpful for Maeve? Well, being being aware, right? So mindfulness is all about awareness, right? So first being gentle with yourself when you recognize that you're creating stories, you know, and just in just in general, just in, just in the space that you are now, being in your early 20s, you know, exploring and in this journey of life, you know, this new phase that you're in. Really being patient and gentle with yourself during this time. I, I want to first and foremost say that. And building on that, being aware of when you are creating stories in your mind, again, based on how you want things to be versus how they are. So there's a, um, a specific concept in mindfulness called non-striving. Mm. And so non-striving really speaks to the idea of setting goals and then allowing yourself to gently let them go and bringing your full focus to the journey right here and right now. Because it sounds like, Maeve, you are really focused on where you want to be. You're really focused on the goals that you want to accomplish. And that's what's affecting your present moment journey. Yeah. Now, there's nothing wrong with having those goals. And when I say to gently let them go, 
It's just kind of like putting them to the side. It doesn't mean you have to forget about them. You know, in fact, I, I would invite you every so often to, to focus on them for that, that, um, that sense of inspiration or motivation, if you will. Yeah. And then bring your attention back to your present moment journey. Because, you know, if you are so hyper-focused on, on this goal, on your goals that you want to, you know, achieve, then you're not focused on the journey yeah. right here and right yeah. now. When, when, I, when I talk about that, I, I, oftentimes I use the analogy, you might have heard me say this before, Robin, of sports. You know, like when I work with, when I used to work with athletes, well, just, you know, all right, let's take any sport. All right, okay, let's say, let's say any NBA team. What is their ultimate goal? Win the championship. Win the championship. That's the ultimate goal, right? But that journey to that championship starts where? It starts in the very first workout in the preseason. Yeah. And then the next workout, and then the next workout, and then the next practice, right? And then the season starts. And then it starts with that very first practice of the season. Yeah. And then the very first game of the season. And if you want to really break it down, the very first play yeah. of that very first game, right? So, but if you're so hyper-focused on getting to the championship, how, how effective are you going to execute that first play yeah. of that first game, right? Your, your focus is not here. Your focus is on that championship. Yeah, well, then there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of, you know, I want this and you're not in the moment. Yeah. Right, exactly. You're not in the moment. And so that's where that's where mindfulness really comes into play. Being able to, you know, we call it the zone, you know, the sports yeah, lingo. Yeah. <laughs> we call it being able to just, you know, get into the zone right away. Well, right now, Maeve, you're playing the game of life, mm -hmm. right? So how are you going to allow yourself to get into the game, into the zone right away? And Maeve, I, I have to say this, you know, just from, the, I keep referencing that we're coming from this parent point of view. I wish that you go and enjoy this time because we do know it doesn't last and there's there's more pressures coming and you 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 may have family, you may have, you know, you may expand your life in a way that becomes more crazy and busy. So if you're able to, you know, work on your practice and 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 enjoy this time. It, it's a it's a wonderful time if if you can get there. This is the season of, of your twenties. This is it. The season of your twenties, yeah. Uh, well, Kesonga, that was just a fantastic batch of questions. I mean, they were also thought-provoking, and just thank you folks for sharing them with us. Absolutely. I, I think those were just wonderful, wonderful questions. Mm. And please, as we said, um, keep us posted. Yeah. Everyone, just keep us posted on how things are, are progressing with you. Yeah, and it just, it felt like there was just a common theme among all of them about, you know, life's going to hand you stuff, whether it's where you are or people that you come in contact with or dealing with burnout or your your 20s like but just how can you approach these things like life's these things are gonna happen but how can you approach them in a mindful way to maybe either not end up there again or process what's happening in in the real time in an easier path i wanted to um really mention specifically um in the app there are certain uh, meditations that can be helpful for some of the topics that oh yeah we um, that we touched on today. Throw some of that out, Kesanga. Um, one such meditation is one called Mental Health and Mindfulness. Mm -hmm. That's an excellent, excellent uh, meditation. Um, experiencing strong emotions, another great meditation, and then managing financial stress. 
Um, as Maeve was talking about, I think that's another meditation that's very appropriate for some of the things that we talked about today. Just fantastic suggestions. I mean, you're fixing the world, Kasunga, one one meditation app at a time. (laughs) (laughs) And if any of you all have a question that you would like us to answer, so all you have to do is head over to sayhi.chat slash dearheadspace. You follow the prompts to record your question. It's going to come to us and, and maybe we'll pick it. Yeah, I also have that link in my IG bio. Yeah, at K Giscombe. And just click on it and you can just start recording your question. And also, um, if you have any mindful moments from your day, you can record those also. Yes, that's right. And I did mention that we might pick your question. So if we do pick your question or your mindful moment um, and we use it in the show, you are going to get three months of Headspace for free. And if you're already a user, guess what? You could share it with someone you love. It's, it's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. That's really awesome. All right. So before we leave, y'all, what we want to do is offer a gentle transition from this moment into whatever you're going to get into next. So what we've done is we've built in some time so you can take in everything that you heard today. This moment is where you let your mind really do whatever it wants to do. Today, we're leaving you with the sound of a stream running through an orchard. Oh, that's beautiful. And so till next time, stay happy, stay healthy. And always be kind to each other. Dear Headspace is a Headspace Studios original podcast. It's produced by Robin Hopkins, Ash Jones, and Scott Sorensen. It's executive produced by Morgan Selzer, Sarah Cohen, Baron Farmar, and Danny Christamy. 
It's hosted and produced by Robin Hopkins, Kesanga Giscombe, Dora Kamau, Samantha Snowden, and Eve Lewis Prieto. Sound recording and post-production is by Dan Kroll. Music is by Scott Sorensen and Chris Merguia. And a very special thanks to Colleen Lutz.